November 21st, 2021. Let's continue in this series, which we began a few months ago on hotels and halacha. We're addressing different issues that have and will arise when you visit hotels on any cir- under any circumstance, whether you're on a business trip, on your leisure trip, when you are in a hotel outside of your comfort zone, outside of your community, away from your family, or together with your family, there are always halachic issues which arise. And in continuing to address those, let's talk specifically about getting a massage on Shabbat. So it's not much of an issue per se. In other words, just stay away from it. You won't have the question. Alternatively, it might be something that you're interested in and you're at a hotel where you have that amenity available to you. Is it permitted and under what circumstances or is it altogether forbidden? The Mishnah in Masechet Shabbat and Dafkuf Memzayin Amud Aleph and first source on the sheet will really introduce the issue to us because the Mishnah seems at first glance to be addressing something related to massages. It's a Sachin Umemashmeshin. Initially it's a Sachin. Rashi explains Sachin Shemen B'Shabbat. You're allowed to anoint, or is the better word lather? Do we use the word lather with oils as well? You're allowed to place and smear oil onto your body. Umimashmeshin, says Rashi, biyad al kol haguf The initial statement is you're allowed to put oil onto your body. Lehana'a, not for therapeutic reasons, but rather for your own enjoyment, for your own pleasure. That's permitted on Shabbat. You might ask already, isn't this an isur, one of the melachot of Shabbat, memareach? Um, or memachek, more specifically, perhaps in this context? And the answer is, and it's a separate class in which we discuss these matters, and that is that as long as the, um, the item which is being smoothed onto your skin or onto your body or onto anything else, is, uh, is, its nature is one which it drips. So it's similar to water in that respect. Something like oil, the issue doesn't arise. It's only when you're smearing something that's, what's the word, viscous, that uh, there's a specific uh, problem. So, for example, the issue arises in the context, as Victor was discussing earlier, uh, in the context of, of, uh, of, of suntan lotion, of sunscreen. In that circumstance, you might really be dealing with an issue of memareah. Rav Moshe Feinstein believed, although most, if not all, uh, contemporary poskim disagreed with him on this, uh, that toothpaste might constitute a problem of memareah. It's for that reason you might enter into a Judaica store and you'll be surprised to find kosher for Shabbos toothpaste. Now, I thought uh, toothpaste is, well, if it's kosher during the week, it's kosher on Shabbat. No, it's specifically a a liquidy one. The counter argument is that uh, toothpaste, similar to uh, hand wash, is something which is not meant. I think, although they once advertised, I don't think so much any longer, that it's supposed to stay on your teeth. You're not really doing it to stay on your teeth. You're doing it to clean your teeth and then to be wiped away. So too, when you put the soft soap onto your hand, liquid soap, you're just purposing it to be on and then off, maybe leaving a little bit of a good smell, both in your mouth and on your hand. And as a result, that's the counter-argument to Rav Moshe Feinstein. But in our context, when you're dealing with your body, you're allowed to put that oil, lehana'a, continues the Mishnah, it says, aval, however, and it appears in the simple reading that this next statement is going to be connected to the initial clause. You're allowed to do X, but you're not allowed to do Y. It appears as if we're in the same sentence dealing with the same issue. The last word, not as important for our purposes, that second to last one, Now, when you hear those words, anyone who went to a... Uh, 
go to Ivrit Be Ivrit school is aware of maybe a camp. Hitamelu, generally speaking, refers to gym, refers to exercise. That's the simple interpretation in contemporary colloquial Hebrew. However, says Rashi, that's not what Mitamelin means in this context. It means in a continued statement in this sentence, Leshafshif. Bekoach, in other words, we're dealing with the same circumstance of putting those oils on, but you're not allowed to rub them in Bekoach, with a force, with a vigor. Why not? Now she says the reason is, he writes it afterwards, it's because of Ovdin Dehol. It's a weekday activity. Very enigmatic words. Those words, those ubiquitous words, Ovdin Dehol, weekday activity, are hard to define. Poskim have for long debated and discussed and wondered what does it mean to be a weekday activity? We do many things during the weekday. That's a hard definition. It's a separate conversation because it won't be the primary vantage point of our class. But that's Rashi's interpretation, which means to say, if you're to read the sentence through according to Rashi, the Mishnah is directly dealing with, you can put on oil to your skin, but you can't massage it in. That's it. Are you doing it for therapeutic, for medicinal reasons? Not really. Rashi is talking about the Hana'a. So then what's the issue? Uvdin Dehol. If you were to bang on the door of Rashi's Beit Midrash and beg him for an answer, Rabbi, I'm going to a hotel and they have Masat. Well, he'd first look at you like you're crazy. Going to a hotel? Who has the money for that? He'd then look at you and look as if you're even crazier. For enjoyment? You're going to get a massage? Who does such a thing? And then he would tell you, well, in the time of the Mishnah, they did conceive of such a thought. And they said it was forbidden in the eyes of Rashi because of Ubdin Dehol. The issue is quite severe. If we're in the vantage point and world of Rashi to get a massage on Shabbat, it appears as if it would have a problem of Ubdin Dehol. Is it Nisur from the Torah? Certainly not. Ubdin Dehol is a rabbinic violation. But the rabbis, we sometimes respect, hopefully always, as well. It's a rabbinic prohibition. Rabbeinu Hananel. Rabbeinu Hananel, on the page of the Gemara, is the earliest commentator. He's also the only Sephardic commentator, if I use that word, the only Middle Eastern, if you will. He's a northern French rabbi who precedes the time of Harambam. And he's on the page of most standard Vilna Shas uh, Talmudic uh, passages. And on that Gemara, in Masechet Shabbat, there on Davkof Memzayin, Amudal, he has the example, these, the translation we would conceive of, I think. You're not allowed to pull out and in your arms. I don't know much about exercise, but it sounds and looks like exercise. And so to your legs, onto your thighs, whatever. And why can't you exercise? And again, a separate class, which is on the SoundCloud stream with regards to, I got that one right, right? With regards to running and exercise on Shabbat. But you'll understand why already it's in some way the other side of the coin of what we're going to be addressing today. If the question is, what does mitamelin mean? And Rabbeinu Hananel's opinion is it means exercise. It means that a whole class needs to be on exercise beginning over here and ending here as well. At the same time, we have to now pay attention to Rashi's opinion and try to tweak out, to tease out and understand exactly what Shohan Aruch's opinion is specifically. Anyway, says Rabbi Hananel, what's the problem with exercising on Shabbat? Classic exercise, moving your body, limbs, and bones so that you are mitamem, you heat up and you sweat to the, to the point of sweat. V'hu kemin ma'aseh refu'ah ve'asur, says Rabbi Hananel, it's a way of practicing medicine, and that's forbidden. Why are you not allowed to practice medicine on Shabbat? What's the problem with medicine on Shabbat? Of course, the Gemara says, 
more than one place, it's Gezera Mishum Shehikat Samamanim, which means to say in order to create medicinal herbs, you needed to crush them. You're not allowed to crush them. That's an Isur on Shabbat. We're not allowed to engage in medicinal uh, occupations or involvements because of that fear of Gezerat Shehikat Samamanim. Does that mean that Advil or Tylenol are Asur today? Well, would you know it? There's a stream, there's a SoundCloud stream for that as well. You can listen to that on your free time as well. But fundamentally, says Rabbi Hananel, there's an isur over here, rabbinic in nature, gizera. It's a restriction of the rabbis, so that you don't come to uh, refuah, or it is a way of refuah. But this is not taking the Advil. This is a step further than that. Indeed, it's not saying don't take Advil because you might come to crush it. It's don't do anything therapeutic because you might come to take an Advil because you might come to crush that Advil, right? Um, like that extra step. Potential. You're potentially no, correct. No, Right, right. So, right. Two, one of two ways of interpreting. Well, you're, you're right. Again, well, neither is possibility. Neither is there when you take an Advil, right? Possibility of crushing. Not really. That's right. Well, again, the question is: Is the gezerai general gezerai? What you're asking is, is a proper question. Mishnah struggles with this. Words, the gezerai is just a general gezerai. No medicinal issues on Shabbat. Why not? All right, you could figure out why in general they kept us away from this. But even if quote it's further removed, kula hada gezerai is the way we would say. Well. That being the case, we're going to be interested now. We have Rabbeinu Hananel, whom I said to you before, Harambam. We have Rashi a little bit after. What does Harambam say? And Harambam is going to be a primary and important opinion on this matter. Says Harambam here in Perekafal, Filchot Shabbat, Halacha Kafchet, Sachinu Mimashmeshin Bibne Me'ayim B'Shabbat. That's the words of the Gemara as well on Amud Bet over there on Daf Kuf Mem Zayin. Still don't know exactly how to understand that. That means you kind of your body is open because Benem means your intestines, but you're allowed to be Sachim Mashmesh even on your intestines. All right, I mean I I can't imagine once upon a time opening body must have been even more dangerous than today. Irrespective of that, I'm sure there's an easy answer if you understand medicine, ancient medicine. The who she mashmesh bevatahat This is a quote from Rabbi Yohanan's opinion, if I'm not mistaken. Right there, Masechet Shabbat Daf Kuf Mem Zayin Amud Bet, that although we're permitting the anointing of oil on Shabbat, we do it with shinui or in a different way than you were during the week. That's if a Jewish person is doing it. You want to do it a little bit differently. Why? But it doesn't mean you're not allowed to apply the oil, just you do it a little bit differently. Okay, continues Harambam. Here's the part we're most interested in, I think. Okay, those are the words in the Mishnah. Define it. What does it mean to be mitamel? Uh, so we got a few words over here that, that we recognize. Yazia, we know that word means to sweat, to perspire. Those are the words we saw in Rabbeinu Hananel. Harambam seems to be linked, linked into the Middle Eastern cause over here. Alternatively, or in contrast, he, he defines it as dorsim al gufo. It appears as if someone else is doing something to your body, pressing your body. It's almost as if Harambam, you know, unbeknownst to him, would be a little bit out of order in, uh, in, in, in him doing so, in terms of time. He's merging Rashi and Rabbeinu Hananel. It's a tendency of many people. They try to synthesize everything. Harambam appears to be synthesizing. On the one hand, he defines mitamelin like Rashi, it seems, Dorsim, 
Alternatively, the issue is not uvdin dehal, it's not weekday activities, it's rather refuha, that's why he's talking about, about sweating. Which means that if we take a giant step backward now, we're not certain exactly what Rabbeinu Hananel would per se say about, uh, about, about massages on Shabbat. He never really addressed the issue. If we're to ask Rashi, why are you doing it? I don't care why you're doing it. That's forbidden, uvdin dehal. If you're to ask Karambam, all right, we're now making our way to Cordoba or maybe to Egypt, right? And we're knocking on his door. He might be a little bit more interested in this, a little bit of a different culture than Rashi. He might be a little bit more in line with the, with, with the, uh, the, the enjoyment of doing so. And then you ask him, am I allowed to do so on Shabbat? He might then ask you, well, what's the purpose? What are you leading toward? Now, the marker will be the sweat. Are you working toward a sweat? In other words, is this a with the expressed purpose of medicine, medicinal purposes, therapeutic reasons, and B, just as important, is it within the context of a medicinal procedure? In other words, if it's bringing to sweat, although you might not be doing it for medicinal therapeutic reasons, that would be prohibited because that is medicinal and therapeutic, but I do it just because I'm enjoying it. Might not be per- permitted for harambam. All right, well, that's what we have. It's not all... No, Uvdin Dechol is not the issue for Harambam. Again, the reading of the Mishnah, this is just a methodological point, not, not Halakha per se, the Mishnah is a little bit more difficult for Harambam, for, 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 for Rabbeinu Hananel, even for Harambam. Now, as the Mishnah goes, Sachinu Mashmishin, which are permitted, and the Gemara says, but you should do it in a funny way in order so that it's not Uvdin Dechol. Aval, however, don't do the following. For Rabbeinu Hananel, don't do the following, which has nothing to do with the first statement. For Harambam, don't do the following for a completely different reason. All right, that's how you read the Mishnah. Is what is about massages? It appears so. Dorsi mal gufo. people would sweat in massages. Well, that, hold that, on. That, so that's the question: Is it the person giving the massage that's the issue, or the person receiving? The no, massage? it appears. It appears clear it's the person. I don't know about that. The receiving. I think. I think there's an issue on both ends. It's practicing medicine on Shabbat. So to, to receive it, I guess, unless we say no. you're just a log. I don't think you know. sweats in a massage. Yeah, the doer is, is working, but the person who's laying down there, I mean... I'd have to disagree in his reading. Yeyagea is the person who's doing it. Dorsim al gufo, onto your body. It doesn't say al guf. But no one sweats in a massage. I mean, well, I, I don't I think don't anyone sweats. You know, if your body is worked to that, I, mean, I don't know. I was, again, again, and, and on out. purpose, and purposefully throughout, I've been describing the sweating as a marker. The sweating is a description of that's how we're defining exercise. Mm-hmm. Or that's how we're defining medicinal, mm-hmm. right? So again, you'll just have to then, you know, shift your lenses in whatever happens in in, in massages today and redefine it. Uh, what what is taking place over here? That's again, uh, th- those are the opinions. That's what's on the ground. That's pretty much it. Now the question, the last step is, what does Shulchan Aruch say about this? Again, we have three approaches to it. We have Rashi on one extreme with regards to massages. We have Rabbeinu Hananel seems to glide over and not address the issue at all, perhaps the other extreme, and then we have Harambam right in the middle, who seems to give us a little wiggle room with regards to, I don't know, staying in the hotel and getting it, not for therapeutic reasons, not bringing myself to a sweat, 
not really working out with this, just doing it for enjoyment, for my Onik Shabbat, perhaps. Shohan Aruch, interestingly, seems to confuse us more. Shohan Aruch first, in Siman Shin Chavzayin, Sa'if Bet, writes the following. Sachin u'mimashmashin lehanna ato al yedeh shinui. Okay, that's the initial words in the Mishnah. The initial words in the Mishnah, Sachin u'mimashmashin. The Gemara, the Yohanan, told us how to do it, but she knows, Da'ayin sh'tesach u'mimashmash b'yachad. Ve'lo yemashmash b'koach ela b'rifyon yadayin. No mention of sweating. He says, and you shouldn't do it, slash, you shouldn't have it done to you. Bekalach, it appears. Ela, berifyon yadaim, do it lightly. Hard words to objectify. A lawyer in the room would not be very happy with those words. Don't do it a fourth, do it lightly. Define those words. You can't leave such ambiguous words, but those are the words. That's a Rashi approach, clearly. Hanaruch is going like Rashi. We're in trouble over here. If you're looking for a massage, you're in trouble. I mean, if you don't like massages, no problem. The What's that? They have it on the menu. The they have on the menu. As opposed to deep tissues. How do you like that? Do you like Define that? the difference between the two, aside from Swedish the nationality the of the y- person. Y- uh huh. Swedish is Rifion Yadayim. Yeah, and uh-huh. um, the, the other one is Dorsim. Oh, sorry. And, and do they, is there like a footnote on the thing? See Shohan Aruch, see Rabbi Joseph Caro. Sure. <laughs> right. In the lobby. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, there you go. I mean, says, uh, says Sammy, there's, there's a difference between in contemporary massages, whether you're getting an intense one or a less intense one, and that's Shohan Aruch's distinction. He's quoting it really from Rashi. It's a difference in Uvdin the Hall, nothing to do with therapeutic, nothing to do with medicinal. Are you allowed to, on Shabbat, to quote a weekday activity? Hard to define what that means. The Gemara, Rashi, the Mishnah, Rashi, are defining it for us. What does it mean? Bekoach says Mishnah, but exactly what we're looking for. Bekoach that's why he's quoting Rashi. He then cites Siman Shin Kafhet. So people have the tendency, all right, stop with the citations, just tell me what he's saying locally. Now you got to look at whenever anyone cites and see there and re- reference this. There must be some reason why they're doing so, why they're telling you to look there. And source number seven, Saif Membet, and Mitamelin. Okay, those are the words in the Mishnah. Would you know it? Now we got Harambam's interpretation. So what he did over here in a very surprising way, Shohan Aruch took two different interpretations, whom we assumed, which we assumed were conflicting with one another, contrasting Rashi and Harambam, and he mentioned them both as the halacha. What is his opinion over here? What is he deciding? What's he determining? Is it prohibited even in context of hana'a, even in circumstances of, quote, no ze'ah, no maziah, and the distinction just is how hard it is, how intense it is, or is he specifically saying it's problematic in, quote, the context of a therapeutic activity? Bach, B.O.L. Sirkis, in his glasses, Tatur, right there in Siman Shin says he means both. Tur does the same thing. He means both, which means a humrah both ways. Now, in terms of methodology, it's difficult. What do the words in the Mishnah mean? The answer is yes. One of my favorite type of lines, right? Rashi says A, Harambam says B. What's the answer? Shohan Aruch, tell me which one's right. Yes. What do you mean, yes? No, which one does the Mishnah mean? Yes. No, but it can't mean both, can it? But they're both true. But they can't both be there. That's the way halacha works very often. Although our initial source can ostensibly be telling us one thing, 
We now have two interpretations, and says Bach, we've accepted both of them. That's Shohanuch's Pesach Halacha. If you go with Bach, if you go with Buel Sirkis, source number eight, you thought Rashi was a Humra. Now you really, they have Humra all the way. Anyway, you try to slice this, both if it's done in a therapeutic fashion without sweat, is it prohibited? Rashi, right? Without sweat is prohibited. Excuse me. Well, whether it's done, I'm sorry, if it's done just for enjoyment outside of a therapeutic context, prohibited like Rashi, or alternatively, if it's done in a therapeutic fashion without sweating, excuse me, with sweating, well, that's prohibited. But even if you're not sweating, it's prohibited as well because of Rashi. Pretty much there's no way to avoid this. According to Bach, it's prohibited through and through. Mishnah alternatively, in source number nine, quotes from Ilyarabah. Ilyarabah seems to be maybe the first to sedate it, but the, generally speaking, the majority view, and that is that Shohan Aruch's true opinion is like Harambam. Shohan Aruch really is of the opinion like Harambam, but he mentions Rashi as well. Well, Yarabah doesn't per se address that. In the Hagahot, in source number 11 of Ish Masliach, they kind of address it, and I think it's a very clever way of reading this. They say, listen, he never, Shohan Aruch never in source number 5 told you, I am stating the opinion of Rashi. All he did was define what it means to get a massage. Now he's in the middle of a sentence. He finished it in the next siman. In the next siman he says, but I'm only stating that when you're going to be sweating. Right? Do you understand the, the divide over here? So the first time he says, you can't get those massages. Then he fills in the statement. It sounded a lot like Rashi. I kind of led you on. You were excited. You thought you found out what I was saying. It's not what I was saying. I was filling it in and with the words of Harambam to the extent that Ishmatliach gets a little nervous with what he just stated. Because if that's the case, then we have no mention of exercising in Shohan Aruch, it appears. If that's the case, all exercising, even for sweating, should be permitted. He says, but of course, that's Asur also. Without a source. Okay, but that's his Pesach Halacha. But that being the case, it means that we've now opened up our lenses, our halachic lenses, to viewing Shohan Aruch as the opinion of Harambam. And Harambam's opinion is a little bit more lenient, certainly in the context within which we're speaking. And that is, you're visiting this hotel, and you want that uh, massage. And you spoke to them before Shabbat, and you asked them for the massage on Shabbat. Can you go down on Shabbat to get the massage? Says Harambam. Um, and our interpretation in Shohan Aruch, at the very least, the Pesach Halacha, it appears of the majority opinion over here, it goes like this. A, what issue are we dealing with? Rifua b'Shabbat. No issue of Uvdin Dehol. The only Uvdin Dehol is the way they apply the oils, which will be a problem for a Jew. Having it done to you, not necessarily an issue. That really would open up the, 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 open up the possibility for a person to get a massage on Shabbat if we're reading it in such a fashion. So you say, here he is again with his leniencies. Now, it's not only me, this has been discussed, this has been debated and questioned until it's finding resolution in the recent generations. Magen Abraham, Magen Abraham, several hundred years ago in, in Poland, he cites from Shiltegi Borim, says Shiltegi Borim, here's my understanding of what's at stake. He says, according to Turin Harambam, even if the massage is bekoah, even if it's intense, Sammy, right? Even if it's intense, it's permitted as long as it's not a therapeutic, even if it's the deep dish, what was it called? Deep tissue. Deep tissue one, right? Even if it's the deep tissue one, that's permitted. All right, I've never had that one either.
Um, I wish I could say because I'm so healthy. But anyway, uh, so uh, even if it's the deep tissue, according to Adam Bam, it's permitted if it's not in a therapeutic context, quote unquote, if it's not bringing you to sweat. Alternatively, according to Rashi, it's certainly prohibited because I don't care. As long as it was deep tissue, that's what's a problem. Says Shiltegiborim, as cited from Magen Abraham, I'm not really certain what our massages are. Are our massages kind of therapeutic in nature? Do they bring people to sweats, quote unquote, or do they alternatively, are they just in the Hana'a realm, in which case they're fully permitted? Says Magen Abraham, as you'd imagine, to a certain extent, Sarichiyun. He's, he's not fully certain about this. The question is raised, Several hundred years later, by Sri Deish, Sri Deish, Rabbi Weinberg, about whom Mark Shapiro wrote his dissertation. Um, Rabbi Weinberg was a rabbi from Germany and made his way to Switzerland at the end of his life and wrote, in addition to a fascinating methodology of thought and approach to Torah and Halakha, he writes this She'elot Tishbot Sri Deish, in which he was asked, and the Tishuba is fascinating in and of itself. You should read the whole Tishuba for a historical perspective on what he was dealing with. He talked about may have been not the first one of the first to be addressing something we know today as Holocaust Memorial Memorial Day Yom HaShoah he's kind of dealing with that he's dealing with uh, in Germany the idea that before the war there were rabbi doctors and they didn't have as much respect by the Hungarian Polish rabbis but many of them he's attesting to the fact were really great scholars great anyway he addresses those sorts of issues earlier and then he says and now about your matter so he spends a lot of time talking about that about your matter Massages. He says, certainly you're talking about with oil and not with cream. Why does he say those words? Because with cream, and let's state this clearly, that's memareach. That's memachek. That's an issue. One of the 39 melachot. That's similar to what we argued separately is a suntan lotion, sunscreen. When you're, when you're putting that onto your I'm not talking about spray sunscreen. I'm talking about the, the, the cream one. You have a very, very, very strong potential to claim over there that you're dealing with memarech, memachek. As a result, he says, that can't be your issue. You must be talking about just with oils. Are the uh, massages done today, generally speaking, with oils, right? I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, good. So that being the case, says Sri Deish, she says, uh, you're a resident of yeah, Masus. Right, that's our last issue that uh. I want to address. Because that will be, you'll have to, uh, are any of the deep tissue ones without heating up? Right, so that that is that will be the that will be the undoing of the whole conversation. But anyway, um, that all being the case, Sri Deish says this is dependent upon Rashi and Haramban. It's exactly what we were expecting. He says, listen, according to Rashi, a massage should probably be asur. According to Haramban, I'd imagine he says that assuming the massage is not because you're aching and uh, in a state of literally therapeutic need, well then it should be permitted. We're not dealing with refua or lesion chambinsion abashaul. Go ahead. Is that about if you want to sweat or if you're aching, like you just mentioned? Like if my back's hurting and I really want this massage, not because I'm dying or anything like that, but because... Like that area specifically, or my leg, and my right. Is that... He's not directly addressing what you're asking. Is that more of an issue? You'd imagine at this, juncture, at this juncture, you'd imagine it's more of an issue because you're doing it, quote, for therapeutic reasons. Better. Right. However, uh, the poskim 
surprisingly, will push us more lekula in this matter. Or lezion ham benzion abashoum perek lamidvav and chelik bet ot yod aleph mishiyesh lo keevim begufo. That's your that's your case, right? Haimutar lo laasod massage b'shabbat. Now you understand the answer. You're going to say if he's going to be lenient. We'll find out in just a second. Building the suspense right here. If he's lenient, you're going to say it's only because he has keevim begufo. Ironically, the keevim begufo should make it more stringent, right? His mutar laasod massage b'shabbat ubilvad. However, make certain shein mitkaven hu laazia hazia beka. He's talking about sweating. Now, again, does he mean literally sweating? He might. He might alternatively mean like this is a real medicinal thing. You're really working this to the fa- to the extent that because again, he knows you have the ache in your back. So he then talks about this marker. He might either be taking it quite literally, make sure you don't come to it, or alternatively, he's saying this is not really being done, let's say, by a, a medical professional. In other words, that was my question: yeah. is if you're going to a hotel to the You'd Whatever imagine we're never dealing with this. It's very different than going to a therapist. Right. A physical right. therapist is going to be doing something very different. And, and I think that's exactly the point. And I think that's... They are trained, yeah, they right. are hashuv people. They're all called therapists. They're called yeah. therapists. They're called massage, massage therapists. Are they, the massager and the massage are both mutar, or there's an issue with the massage? There would be no distinction. If it's a mutar action, it's a mutar action. That's why, as a result, of course, you can have a non-Jew do it. You can't have a non-Jew do a melacha for you on Shabbat. You can't tell a non-Jew to do melacha. If it's fully permitted, it's fully permitted. The only issue would be them doing melacha for you on Shabbat. Okay, we have deals, ways of dealing with that. In other words, the same way we have custodians in the synagogue on Shabbat, the same way we have rabbis and hazanim in the synagogue on Shabbat, who are all being paid for their, for their activities, we have ways of dealing with that. The most basic way is their preparation beforehand is part of the job. In other words, they're not just being paid for Shabbat. You'd hope the rabbi thought about his speech before Shabbat. You certainly hope that the Baal Koreh prepared a little bit. I mean, you know, and if they don't, then they're violating any surah as well, in addition to not being prepared. Is there a marker of how professional they are? Like if they have a certificate, then that means that they're legit, or if they call themselves, or if they... Unfortunately, no. Hard to objectify that, especially me um but but what i will tell you is i i think i think each person can determine based on circumstance and i think generally speaking that's my understanding when you're in a hotel you're not dealing with a, a, a medical professional that you're that you're visiting in order to give you a, you're not getting a diagnosis unless you're choosing your direction i don't think that's medicinal and i think that's what Chambension is clear about he as a matter of fact he cites in his in his explanation he cites the words of mishnah Berah, ironically to siman Shin Aleph, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't write it. It should say Siman Shin Aleph Saif Katan Lamidvav. Just listen to the statement over here. Xerach Hikat Samanim. He's being Madayak and Shanaruch, which is an interesting circumstance, not our issue. Lo Shayach Beze Ela Berfuash Yesh Bamamash. The only time we talk about Xerat Shahikat Samanim, in other words, Refuah, is when there's Refuash Yesh Bamamash. Define Yesh Bamamash, of course, means substance. Define substance. He says, Kegon mashke o ochel. It needs to be that you're creating something to drink or to eat. If you're outside of that, in other words, our sorts of circumstances, that's permitted. Says Cham Benzion. You see? This is not really We can't really be talking about it in a serious way, according to the words of Shohan Aruch, unless it's, you know, to the extent that you're sweating. If you're sweating, all right, then it looks wrong. If you're not sweating, if you're not gonna, from the professional medical official, well, then it's not Yeshba Mamash. Others read this opinion a little bit differently, if I'm not mistaken. I, I remember once reading in Shailot, or, or being cited from Shailot Tushbot Aznit Biru Rabbin Yamin Zilber, he suggests that this is, this is 
contrasting to something like, and you'll have to figure out whether this existed back then, that they could contrast, but I imagine it did, homeopathic medicine. In other words, where there's really nothing. They're not even touching your body, so to speak, or they're not actually doing something significant on your body. But okay, irrespective of that, Ham Ben Sion, his Pesach Alakha, based on this rationale is, massages, even when you have Ke'ev Begufo, are permitted. Does that mean even with oils? It means even with oils. Ham Ovadia Yosef and Chazon Ovadia, Helek Gimal of Hilchot Shabbat, not cream. Not cream must be stated clearly. On page Shin Pezain through Shin Pehedin Asiat Massage Beshabbat Benahat. Shemutar, right? Benahat. Why is he saying Benahat? Can't be Bekoach. He's being Mahmir Farashi. That's what appears clear. Are you defining Bekoach and Benahat? Maybe deep tissue verse. In other words, he's being Mahmir. There's certainly a Humrah because we know according to Harambam, it could even be. The Swedish one, excuse me, even the deep tissue one, right? That's the right. Could even be deep t- deep tissue. That's right, deep dish, right? That's that's clear. So Hamvadia is being mahmir. He's saying to get the uh, Swedish one. Dahinu belo mishcha. And first and foremost, without a cream, can as we saw earlier. And it says, mutar. If it's with oil, it's permitted. He quotes from Shohan Aruch, who in turn was quoting from the Mishnah. And then he goes onward, and he has another vantage point for permissibility. Because again, we've been, for, for good reason, getting a little confused about how we're defining the context of Refuah. And he has an interesting citation from Shohan Aruch in Sa'if Mem Aleph, right there, I think in Shin Chavzayin, maybe it's Shin Kavchet, Sa'if Mem Aleph he's citing. Over there, Shohan Aruch has the following circumstance, Shikor, a person who's drunk. And whether this is still checking out or this was once the the thought of doctors or of, of, of people. Apparently, there was a thought in order to get rid of your drunken state of being. Um, what you could do is, You would put your hands and feet into oil and salt. I don't know. I haven't been drunk enough times to try it, but you know those are the words. Now that's permitted, says Shohan Aruch. And as a result, Chacham Vadya Yosef cites many of the Aharoni and the later authorities understand based on this. If that's permitted, because we look at that and we say that's not a therapeutic context, so to any other context where you're going to apply this same type of oil stuff and maybe salts and things like that, don't look at that and say, oh, but that's prone to be medicine. Oh, that looks like medicine. If it's not actually medicine, Shohan Aruch is telling us you have, you can look at oil being put on the body and not associate directly with medicine. That's a hard thing to do if you can't prove it, because otherwise I'll say, I don't know what the rabbis had in mind. The rabbi said, stay away from oil, stay away from anointing. But the, the medicinal concern was more of the... The, the pressing whole, in. More of an uvde, the whole concept than a grinding, than a... Than a that was Rashi. Rashi was Uvdin Dehol. The grinding is Harambam and Rabbeinu Hananel. They have to be admitting to the grinding. As a matter of fact, I didn't read from it, but Mishnah Burra wonders, as did Victor earlier, where you're getting to the grinding. Again, it's a general Gezerah is the easiest answer. Mishnah Burra alternatively says, well, you should know that either once upon a time or today, when people will anoint, they might grind in order to create the stuff, the herbs that they're going to use in placing on you. Well, we piece everything together and then, again, end with a very important caveat, what appears to emerge from a mahloket interpretation of that Mishnah, dispute between Rashi and Harambam fundamentally. Leave Rabbeinu Hananel, he was important, but it, it amounts to a mahlok between Rashi and Harambam, and how do we define mit'amelin in the Mishnah? What does it mean to be mit'amel, which is forbidden on Shabbat? Says Rashi, it's pressing bekoah. 
Why is it permit, pro prohibited to press with strength into the skin, onto the body? No, not Rashi. Ovdin dechol. No mention of sweat. Harambam, alternatively, it's the sweating, which he tells us is a medicinal problem. All right, those are very different, very different approaches because according to Harambam, as long as I'm not coming to sweating, quote, alternatively, as long as I'm not getting the medical professional, well, in such a circumstance, fully permitted. No question. I could get as hard as I want, as intense as I want. That's fully permitted. It's Rashi would tell us, no, even for Ta'anug, it's problematic. So we needed to and need to tease out those two opinions. We need to have the backdrop of this is an Isumid Rabbanan. As a result, the rabbis are already, we saw it, a bit more lenient on this matter, willing to say Shulchan Aruch's opinion, although it's not fully clear, instead of going with Bach, that he's accepting everyone, right, our, which one, yes, right, uh, so alternatively, maybe he's a harambam, or maybe he's a twist on harambam. Well, that being the case, that brings us to the question of, according to harambam, would our massages be permitted? If we're reading Shulchan Aruch through the lenses of harambam, who says that the issue is a medicinal problem of coming to sweating, is that our issue? Do we have that issue today? The general consensus is that we do not. Even if, says Cham Ben Siom, says Chacham Vadia Yosef, you have Kevin Begufo, even if you have aches. Really? That's right, says Cham I'll point to a circumstance where it appears as if you need more substance to be fearful of the medicinal involvement. Says Cham Yosef, I'll point to the fact that anointing or putting that stuff onto skin doesn't look so medicinal always, and as a result, I might have a vantage point to permitting. That again would all amount to our initial question, can you go to the hotel and order it before Shabbat? The answer should be, at this juncture, and we only have about a minute more, yes, there's one very important caveat if you ordered it before Shabbat. Not, not no, I would not order it on Shabbat. Chachom Vadya Yosef, yes, I'm sorry. Chachom Vadya Yosef. Is it Benachat because of Uvdadechol or Benachat because of medicinal? I'm certain he's, he's he, I, I can't imagine, we didn't see Benachat in the context of medicinal. Harambam yeah, never used those words. It's the words of, you know, Rashi. Keep in mind, Shulchan Aruch did throw in those words when he was quoting Rashi in Shin Chavzayin. So Chamvat Yosef is Mahmir that you should also get the Swedish instead of the Uvdin Dechol. That's, that's, that's that I think, the easiest interpretation. Although he doesn't spell it out directly, he quotes Shin Chavzayin, that's what Shohan appears to be doing. It's a humra, which, which is, I, I think, uh, readily acceptable in this context. But does he also discuss, obviously, same gender? I mean... Very important question. Very important question. I appreciate that. It's a, I, I, had, I had several caveats. You raised one of them. One is that we should be dealing with the same gender. Anytime we're dealing with the, the Avotar Binatan makes clear that Lot Tikrivu Legalot Irvaz in Isur from the Torah, it appears. Mahlok between Haramban and Ramban Nahmani had to interpret, don't come close to Gilui Arayot. How do I come close to it? Now the words are Hibuk and Nishuk, but it means a closeness of touch. It means uh, an intimate circumstance. That might be the Isur from the Torah according to Arambam. What about a little bit less from that? Well, that's where the post-game discuss it. The post-game discuss touching outside of an intimate touching, although perhaps clear that it's not a violation from the Torah, many of the post-game entertain it still being a violation and as a result, if it's a woman touching a man, a man touching a woman, it certainly should be should, should, should be distanced from such a circumstance. You should distance from such a circumstance. Unless you consider it medical. 
And that's the kind Unless of it's actually <laughs> medical. You see, the, the interesting thing is, it's a longer conversation, right. a separate class. Bet Yosef, although I spoke the way I just did, quite boldly, Rabbi Yosef Karo would be very unhappy with me. Rabbi Yosef Karo cites from Trumat Hadeshin that even to take a pulse of a patient who's in a life-threatening situation, even a husband to his wife when she's a nida would be prohibited. Of course, Shach and, and, and Shohan Aruch Yor and uh, Ibn Ezer yells at him. Talking, how could you argue that way? You're telling me on this Isur when Harambam says, taking a pulse and medicinal circumstances. But, so what I'm saying is, but it's not as simple as you stated, but yes, yes, a point taken. If we're dealing with an objectively medicinal circumstance, there would be more permissibility. However, it can't be medicinal over here, and hence it should be of the same gender. <laughs> Additionally, and this might break the whole thing I was as a matter of fact a few years ago when a family member was staying in a hotel and we had this conversation obviously not a 45 minute one but in a very shorter span of time conversation so I, I finished with this and I said however you have to make sure that the oils are not heated by the Nanju on Shabbat for you so they were looking at their menu of sorts and they said, oh, impossible. I said, well, impossible to get a massage on Shabbat. Now, if that's truly the circumstance, I mean, you might look like a strange person in asking them to, to give you without heated oils well, and they might it, still do it. You asked for a massage Saturday afternoon and they just went in they didn't hear it for you. It was already heated. Yes, next, po- next point I was making. Yes, if it was heated, in other words, they keep but the oil like heated and you'd have to... Uh, Correct. Um, you beat me to it. Correct. If it was already heated and it's in general heated, so then it's permitted. That's that's correct. That's correct. Charles is quite nervous in anything we discuss in these contexts. Yes. If it's like the coffee in the lobby of a hotel, which is being put out, or the bathhouse water of once upon a time, what's that? Order it on we, we no, no, sorry. You said you can't order the massage on Shabbat. So he's saying if you walked in and it wasn't for you because you booked it, it on was, Shabbat. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't. I mean, we will discuss separately the issues, if there are, of specifically ordering at that moment, right? In other words, there's potential of mekahumimkar, potentially in this circumstance, as in other circumstances where you order directly in that circumstance. But what we're talking about is the heating, just the heating of the oils is done. They have a... Oil. I don't know how that would work. They have an urn of heated oils, and they're taking that out. That would be permitted. That would be no different than the coffee in the in the lobby near the had near the is the general rabbinic expression. They're doing it for everyone. They're doing it for the non-Jews and Jews alike. And as a result, they didn't do it with the express purpose of you. That would be permitted. Um, if that's the circumstance, then you can as well find a permissible permissible circum- uh, situation for getting a massage. So again, to piece it all together, it ultimately speaking does end somewhat simple in terms of the punchline. The punchline is that massages are permitted on Shabbat, even with oils, but not with, right, don't leave yet, but not with lotions. Great, that much is clear. There are two important caveats. It should be done by the same gender. And the second important caveat is that it should be, you should be purposeful and careful that the oil is not being heated up for you or alternatively, not being heated up at all, and you're getting it even with oil, just not heated up for you on Shabbat, because the heating up would constitute an isur from the Torah, which you certainly are not allowed to ask a non-Jew to do for you. Baruch Adonai Amen v'amen.